you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. One of the many wonderful things about direct sales is the friendships that you make. And today I'm so excited to share my recent conversation with Marie Olson. Marie is a director with Lemongrass Spa. And although we've known each other for a couple of years now, it was so amazing just sitting down and chatting with her and getting to know her better. She has a contagious, adorable laugh, and we chatted about her background in direct sales, as well as her military experience and how she's relocated not just her family, but her business from a tiny island in the Pacific Ocean back to the States. She shares how she earned her very first incentive trip, and she also shares how she's growing her team and how she's growing herself as a leader. I know you'll love hearing Marie's story. Hi, Marie. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. It's so great to see you. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. I love your show. So this is such an honor to be included. Thanks so much for being a listener. I appreciate your support so much. So to start off, tell us a little bit about your family. Well, I am a military spouse. My husband and I just celebrated our 17th anniversary earlier this year, and he has actually been in the Air Force for 20 years, and we have two kiddos. Uh, my daughter just finished seventh grade, and my son just finished fourth grade, so they're going to be going into eighth and fifth next year. They're super excited. And um, before I got married, I was actually a military brat. So I used to joke around that I had a cat that had lived more places than most people I knew. <laughs> we've moved a lot. So uh, we've lived a lot of different places and it's been a lot of fun. So you were, you grew up being a military family and now you are a military family again. Wow. That's crazy. So what are some places, where are some places that you've lived? So we, we live in Delaware now, prior to this, we were in Guam. Uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, Hampton, Virginia. I'm trying to go backwards. <laughs> we were at Joint Base Lewis-McChord in Washington State. Before that, we were in Dayton, Ohio. Prior to that, we were in North Carolina. Before that, we were in Missouri. That's actually where we met and got married. And that's actually where my dad retired from. So uh, that's actually why I chose to go back there. So I always joke around that I lived in Missouri the longest. So that's where I say I'm from, even though that is not where I was born. So I was born in Utah, but we only lived there for like my first 18 months. And then we moved to Nevada, Kansas, and Missouri, I believe. So we lived kind of all over the place. When my dad retired, we moved to New Mexico because that's where my mom is from. And she's like, oh, you know, I've followed you around for 20 years. You're going to follow me now and, and we're going to move home. <laughs> 
good for her. <laughs> so I, I graduated high school in New Mexico and, um, and then I went to college in Missouri. Wow. What amazing experiences. So you have been involved with direct sales, which, okay. I got to tell you, I do not believe that you've been married for 17 years and have a seventh <laughs> grader and fourth grader. You look so young. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Fabulous products. That's right. That's right. That helps too. That helps too. But I remember when I found out recently, you had mentioned how long you had been in direct sales. And I was like, what? No way. <laughs> Did you get into it when you're like three? I don't know. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your direct sales experience. So I did not realize growing up, but my dad was actually involved in a direct sales company. So we always grew up with Shackley products in our home. And I never realized that that was direct sales because, you know, I was little, I didn't know he actually sold these products to people. And so that was actually my first experience with direct sales was growing up with Shackley in our home. And of course, when I moved out of the house, um, I, I contacted the lady that he got a Shackley from and I'm like, Hey, I want to get some more of those soaps and laundry stuff. And she was like, okay. So she, you know, created an account for me. So I've never actually sold Shackley, but I've been using it like basically my whole life. And then, um, when I was in middle school or high school, uh, my mom has four sisters and a brother. And like two of her sisters were involved with beauty control. And so I got involved with beauty control because I was having, you know, some acne and stuff. And so I started using beauty control. And so I grew up with beauty control. Like I'd always use their makeup and their skincare. And then when I got out on my own, I didn't really think anything of it. I didn't, I don't even know what makeup I was using, but it wasn't that. And then my husband and I got married and we moved. And I could not find a job and the jobs that I was finding were all very low paid. And so I started thinking back, I'm like, oh, you know, my aunts used to do beauty control. I wonder if they're still around. And so I looked up a director in my area and I was like, hey, I was like, can you tell me about the business? Because I knew nothing about the business. And I was like, what do I need to do? Like, how do you make money? And like, I, I had this like whole long phone interview with her. And she was like, well, why don't you host a party? And then you can kind of see the new products because it had been years since I'd used anything. And I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds like a great plan. And she's like, and then that can kind of be your launch party and we can go from there. So that was what I did. And that was in 2006. So that was the first time I'd ever signed up with a company to actually do the company. And I was doing really well. I was actually a director on qualification. I'd been with the business for a couple of years and my daughter was born and she had a lot of complications at birth. And so I ended up kind of letting my business go, which I have to say that is one of the best things about direct sales is that you can kind of work with it around your schedule and whatever is working and going on in your family, you can still work your business however much or however little you want. And I can remember when she was in the hospital so many of my fellow consultants and my upline like reached out to me and they sent gifts and cards and I just, I could feel their love and I'll never forget that feeling. So, you know, there's that saying, you may forget what people said, but you'll never forget the way that they made you feel. And I just felt their love. And so I have always had like a soft spot in my heart for beauty control because of that, because we had just such a good team and so many caring people on our team. And I stayed with that company 
until they went out of business and they went out of business. I want to say they'd been in business like 38 years or something. And I never left as a consultant. I stayed active, even though I wasn't really doing as many parties. And then I've done other things over the years. It kind of changed based on how old my kids were and what I had going on in my life. So like when they were really little, I did Usborne Books and More for a while because I got all their books. <laughs> and then I've done like different food companies and different bag companies and just kind of depending on what was going on in my life. I was like, oh, I really like these products. I'll join as a consultant just so I can get my discount. But I never really did any of them as a business the way I did with Beauty Control until I found my current company, which is Lemongrass Spa. And so I've been with Lemongrass Spa now since December of 2018. And I was actually the first director in Guam. And now I'm the first director in Delaware and doing really well. And I really enjoy it. It reminds me a lot of beauty control, but <laughs> with better products. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the, the ingredients really are so much better. And, you know, I didn't have a clue back then because I didn't really read labels and I wasn't really into like that stuff as much. And as I've gotten older and wiser, I'm like, oh, what we put on our body matters as much as what we put in our body. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now how did you find lemongrass while you were in Guam? Did you hear about it through, through another, through a party or something, or how did you hear about it? So that's actually a really funny story. So I, when I lived in Guam at that time, I was a functional nutritional therapy practitioner and I was also a certified aromatherapist. So I had my own business where I was making bespoke blends for people. And, you know, I was shipping all these raw ingredients to Guam to make all of these products for people. And it's not cheap to ship things to Guam. So in order for me to make any money on these products, I mean, they were pretty high priced products. And a friend of mine kept telling me, she's like, Marie, you need to check out Lemongrass Spa. And I was like, yeah, I'm not interested. Like everything she showed me, I'm like, I know how to make that. Like, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to look into that because I make that stuff already. And she's like, no, you need to check it out. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not interested. And she probably, and she wasn't even a consultant. She was just an <laughs> avid user. Mm -hmm. And um, she just kept telling me, she's like, oh, you should check it out. You should check it out. And I was like, yeah, I'm not interested. I probably blew her off for like six months. And then that was around the time that beauty control went out of business. And so I had just run out of my last container of makeup from them. <laughs> and so I was like, oh man, I need to get some new makeup. So I posted on Facebook. I'm like, hey, who do I know that sells makeup? Because I always like to support friends. Mm -hmm. And this same friend was like, Marie Lemongrass Spa has makeup. You should really check it out. And I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> Like that day, finally, she'd been telling me for like six months, I went to the website for the very first time and I didn't have very high expectations because most of the time people are like, oh, it's really natural and the ingredients are really good. And then you read the ingredients, you're like, it's really not. And they're really not. And I went to the website and first of all, I was ecstatic that all the ingredients were even listed on the website because mm -hmm. so many companies, it's like, oh, it's a secret. We can't tell you what's mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. Every single product had the ingredients listed. So I was like impressed by that, first of all. And then as I was reading the ingredients, I'm like, oh, they use tomato oil. I use tomato oil in my products. <laughs> oh, they use olive oil and coconut. They use all the same products that I'm using in my products that I'm making. 
And then I was like, oh man, these are really affordable. Like I can't even make this product for what they're selling it for already made. And so I started looking more into it and then I went to the makeup and I was like, oh my gosh, this makeup has like three ingredients. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> so like, I didn't know anyone that sold it. And um, I, so I reached out, I'm like, hey, who do I know that sells lemongrass spa? And my, one of my friends was like, oh, hey, I have this friend Mariah that does it, but I think she's getting ready to move. So she lived on Guam, but like that week she was moving from Guam to Utah. Oh my goodness. So I have never met her. <laughs> like I signed up with her, got my kit and started holding parties, having never met a single consultant, having never tried a single product. And it was December. So, you know, I didn't get it till after Christmas, but I was like, oh, this is going to be my Christmas present to myself. <laughs> I'm buying myself a business. That's right. And it worked out. Yeah, it was great. And so like we joke because we're still in contact, but she's like, yeah, she's like one of these days we'll get to meet. (laughs) I hope so. That'll be a fun reunion. Maybe now that you both are in the States, it'll be a lot easier for you to meet up. (laughs) Exactly. That's great. My experience is is very similar. I mean, except for the Guam part, but (laughs) same thing. I, you know, I had, I thought about making my own products. And then quickly was like, that's, I mean, you were farther along in that process, but I was like, I'm going to get all these raw ingredients, make my own products. Cause that's the only way that I can, you know, ensure that I know what's going into my products. Yeah. That was a very short lived idea on my end, but <laughs> when I found lemongrass, same thing, I was like, this is very impressive. And I had never tried a product. I had never, I didn't know the girl that I signed up under, I still haven't met her in person either. And so it's, yeah. So our stories are very, very similar. I love it. And I just love that experience that, you know, you, anything can happen. You truly, it's just, you just have to go for it. And so Mm -hmm. I am glad that you took the leap and finally listened to your friend. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And so see, that's kind of my philosophy. Now, whenever I have new people come to the team, I'm like, you know, you're never going to know all the things. So you just need to start. You're never going to know everything. You're never going to feel hundred percent prepared. So just start. Like that's my biggest tip to anyone that's starting any direct sales company. Like you're never going to know everything, but chances are pretty good that you're always going to know something. Mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, is probably more than the other people that you're telling the, about the products. So just start and start sharing and go from there. <laughs> yes, that is right. That's great advice. Now your friend who kept telling you that you needed to join and, and check out lemongrass. Is she still a consult or is she still a customer or is she a consultant now? Did you recruit her? So she was actually one of my very first hosts. She, oh, I great. Say she hosted like maybe three or four parties and found out she had actually been a consultant in the past. And she's like, you know, she's like, I decided being a consultant really wasn't for me, but I love the products. So I kept using them. And so she was happy to host. She's like, oh yeah. She's like, and she totally knew way more about the products than I did. Like, she's like, oh, have you heard about this product? I'm like, I haven't heard that product. So she was great at all the parties. And I kept telling her, I'm like, are you sure you don't want to just do this again? And she eventually did sign back up. As oh, a that's awesome. The team. <laughs> but you know what? Bless those hosts because I... I have the same thing in my business where I have had, you know, great friends over the years who have been, you know, who have regularly hosted for me. And I just appreciate them so much because without them, I wouldn't be where I am today. And so I just, so there is something to be said about being a professional host. (laughs) 
(laughs) So I'm glad she ended up signing back up because sounds like she has a passion for the products. That is for sure. Totally. Yeah. And she's great. She's like so knowledgeable and her videos and tutorials are amazing. Like I watch her because I'm like, I learned from you. (laughs) You guys are making a great team. I love it. So you lived on the Island of Guam and worked your business for a while. And then you moved to back to the States. So how has it been relocating your business? Like, how did you, did you follow some kind of procedure to do that? Did you, you know, what did you, what were your thoughts running through your head? Were you nervous about it? Like, tell us about relocating your business from a tiny Island to the States. So I have to say we have moved a lot. So I have a lot of experience moving, but I had never had an international move in the midst of a pandemic. (laughs) I 100% do not recommend it. Um, so I don't know if, if any of your listeners have ever moved internationally, but it's kind of a process. So like moving in general is a process, but moving international is like a whole nother level. And then moving internationally in the midst of a pandemic, it's like an onion. It's like layer upon layer. Mm-hmm. Upon layer. So in a typical move, you know, the movers come, you get packed up and then you're your household goods get shipped to wherever you're going. So like we've had door-to-door moves where we got there the same day as the movers. Sometimes there's like maybe a two or three week delay before we get our our products, our household goods delivered to us with an international move. And then add in the fact that there's a delay because of a pandemic. It was like a three month delay (laughs) in the delivery of our household goods. Mm. So we moved in um, July. I think we got into our house um, the very last day of July. So we moved July 13th. So my daughter's birthday was spent on a plane moving to the United States. And we got to our hotel. We were in our hotel for a couple of weeks until our house was ready. We moved into our house. I want to say like the last day of July or the very beginning of August. And we didn't get our stuff until September sometime. And that was just our first shipment. There were like three separate shipments. Mm. (laughs) So if anyone here is military, you know, um, you have your normal household goods shipment. And then when you're moving from overseas, you have what's called an unaccompanied baggage shipment, which is the stuff that they want you to get right away. So like anything that you need for your day-to-day living. Well, even that was like two months. So it really wasn't that much sooner. And then we had our stuff that had been in storage in Las Vegas that we couldn't take with us to Guam. So we had three separate shipments. Oh my goodness. And so I, thank goodness, you know, we got internet hooked up right away. We had internet in our hotel. So I was working my business from my hotel room. Like I attended our national conference from my hotel room virtually, which was amazing. Uh, We had actually planned to have our family vacation en route. And we were gonna go to conference as a family. And then because of the pandemic, um, all of our vacation plans got canceled. Mm. We had our conference online, which was actually nice because I didn't have to worry about transitioning the kids to a different time zone and then moving and then moving back and living out of a suitcase from two different hotels. So it actually worked out really well. But I, what I did was, products that I knew I wanted to have on hand for videos and demonstration purposes, I either brought with me in my suitcase or I shipped to myself because mm. it was only like a week versus mm-hmm. two months. That was smart. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So, um, and I still have quite a few customers that are in Guam. I don't have very many customers in Delaware. I've only got a handful of customers in Delaware. I have customers kind of all over the United States because, you know, I've reached out to friends from high school and college and family and we have family all over. And so um, I don't really have a lot of customers in Delaware. So that part of it was not too difficult to transition. I just kept up with my current customers and I started doing um, socially distanced virtual events and outdoor events that were available here in Delaware. Like you had to wear your mask, but it was outside. So it wasn't as big of a deal as if it were inside. And that was kind of how I started getting the word out here because there aren't very many consultants in the state. I think there's like 12 or 16 in the entire wow. state. Yeah. I'm like, man, I need to get the word out about yes. this company. This is yes. amazing. So I've been doing vendor events and uh, most of my business is virtual. So I do like events online and I do Zooms and I do texting parties. And so I don't have a lot of one-on-one uh, in-person interactions. And so that's part of the reason why I don't have a lot of customers here, but I'm starting to branch out and meet new people. So that's great. I'm hoping that that's going to start increasing. That's awesome. And I, the beauty with having a social me, a business, a business on social media, this day and age is that you can relocate from a tiny Island to back to the States. And it's <laughs> not too big of a, of an adjustment because you can keep up with those customers just the same and you can, you know, keep up with your customers in the States. And so it works out. So I love hearing that. Well, speaking of a tropical location, you just got back from a really fun incentive trip with lemongrass spa that you earned. So tell us about your experience, your journey to earn that trip and tell us a little bit about that trip too. Okay. So I, as you said, I've been with direct sales for something like 15 years at this point. This is the first time I had ever earned a trip. So I was so ecstatic. I was like, finally. So (laughs) exciting. Yes. So I had tried so hard the year before. So the year before the trip was to Montego Bay, Jamaica, and I fell short by like a thousand dollars and I was so devastated. I was like, oh, so I was like, never again, I'm going to earn the trip next year. And so I just knew going into it what I needed to do because I had been so close the year before. So I I started earlier and I made a plan and I just worked my plan. And so I knew I needed to have, I think, six new team members. And so I was like, okay, I need to double that so that if any of them fall off, you know, I'll still have other people and I need to make sure that they're trained and they're working because with our company, you can't just earn the trip on your own. You have to do it as a team. And so I needed to make sure that the people that I was introducing to the business were also successful. And then the biggest struggle for me, I have to say, was my personal sales. (laughs) So I'm usually pretty consistent with my personal sales. Um, I'm usually like right around the $1,500 a month in sales level. And you really have to stretch for trips because the the sales uh, bar is higher and so I was like okay I really need to work on hitting like three thousand dollars in sales every month and so there were a couple months I was like at the 2200 mark and then there were a couple that I was like at the 4700 dollar mark so they kind of like balanced each other out yes. I know how but that I goes. <laughs> still 
I like barely scraped by, like I had to have $15,000 in personal sales. And I think I had $15,027. I've done that. I've been there. And I was like, yes, yes. I was like, it doesn't matter because I hit it. So it doesn't matter if it was $15,000 and one cent. Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I still qualified and I still (laughs) earned the trip and it's still time to celebrate. And so, yes, it was amazing. And plus it was just so great being able to see so many of my friends from the company because I hadn't seen them in so long because of, you know, our conference got canceled. And so, you know, you see people online, but it's not the same as being Mm -hmm. able to see them in person and make those connections. And, and then since we had had to cancel our family vacation, we actually turned the incentive trip into our family vacation. That's awesome. My kids got to go and my husband got to go. And my daughter's so funny because she helps me a lot in my office. Like she helps me with filing and she helps me fulfill orders. And sometimes like if they're here local, she'll deliver the orders to them if they live around the corner. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) she kept saying, well, mom, you know, I helped you. Yes. totally did he totally did yeah my son like occasionally will help me like put you know stickers on catalogs and and so I told him I'm like and you helped me too and so did your dad because you know he takes you out of the house to go fishing so that I can work on parties and stuff so I'm like you guys all helped me earn this trip Yes. It was a family affair. I know there were a lot of families that went because of the location with it being in Clearwater beach, it was easy, easier to bring Mm -hmm. the entire family. So I love that you guys got to share that experience together and make up for your lost vacation that you couldn't take last year. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, congrats. That's so exciting. And if anyone listening is, you know, thinking to themselves like, yes, I want to earn my company's trip next year, definitely go back and listen to, I know you've benefited from her trainings too. April Aldstadt's episode. I think it was, it's one of the earliest episodes. She talked about how to earn an incentive trip. So if anyone listening is wanting, is putting that on their goals list for this coming year, then definitely listen to her episode because I know that (laughs) I know that Marie has benefited from her tips as, as I have, as we all have, because she has trained our company on those same techniques that she has used to earn eight incentive trips or something like that. So crazy. Yeah. And one of the things that she said that really hit home for me is don't give up. Even Mm -hmm. if you think it's not going to happen, don't give up until it's over. Mm -hmm. Like You can sometimes go all the way up to the very end (laughs) and you'd be surprised what can happen in like the last two hours of that trip incentive. And it's true. It's very true. I think that was when I hit my like last $27 (laughs) in sales. It's so fun to hear all those stories about, uh, those last few, that last mad dash to the finish line. I love it. It's great, (laughs) but I'm glad you guys got to enjoy that trip together. So much fun. And I cannot wait to hear where we are going next year. Cause I am for sure going to be earning next year's trip as well. So can't wait to hear where we're going next year. So transitioning into, you know, with this, with talking about team building and things like that, especially with earning trips, you strive to create a sense of community within your team. So tell us about how you are doing that in your team. So I always like to make sure everybody is welcomed. So I, I did training with Gail Bates. I don't know if anybody else has trained with her, but she's amazing. And one of the things that she always talks about is a burst of welcome. And so I like to do a burst of welcome whenever anyone joins the team. So we always shout them out on our team page. 
I always send them a welcome email and a welcome text and I invite them to hop on a call with me so that I can learn, you know, hey, what do you want out of your business? You know, are you wanting to just get a discount on your personal products? Do you want to, you know, make a set income every month? Do you want to, you know, do this as a full-time business? What are your goals? And so I always like to reach out to anyone new that joins the team. And, and then I've always told my team, I'm like, you know, more seasoned consultants tend to have a little bit different take on how to get started with business than somebody who's brand new. So I'm like, if you are brand new and you enroll somebody on your team, I'm like, I'm here to help train. And you're here to be supportive and encouraging and make sure that they are getting the resources that they need. And so I kind of take that training pressure off of them. I'm like, I don't want you to feel like even though you're still learning how this works, that you have to train someone else how to do it too. So I'm like, let me help you with that. And so I always offer to do um, new people's launch party. And what I usually tell them is I'm like, you know, I'll help you with your first launch party and I'll run it. And you kind of just observe and see what I'm doing and take notes. And then the second one you'll do, and I'll kind of be there to help you and you can, we can talk afterwards about what went well and what maybe needs to be tweaked for next time. And then the third one, I'm like, you're gonna be doing it completely by yourself, but I'm gonna be available for questions. So you're never gonna be by yourself. You know, I'm always here to support you. And that seems to work really well for our team. So that's, that's what I always encourage. And I think that that's really made a difference in how um, successful new consultants have been right from the get-go. Yes. I like that you have that formula of if you do three parties, you're going to have a strong start. And so it sounds like you are setting them up for success, which is so, so awesome. Yeah. And I, one of the things that's in our consultant agreement when they join is that they have a three-party commitment. And so I always tell them, I'm like, look, you may just be wanting to do this as your own uh, personal discount. I'm like, but give it a try. Cause you'd be surprised how many people join just for their discount and end up turning this into a business. Cause they try the three parties and they're like, this is a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. I think I want to do this a couple of times a month. And so I always say, you know, give it a try. If you decide it's not for you, your three parties are done and you don't ever have to do another one, if you don't <laughs> want to. but at least you've got them done and you've gotten probably some free products as a result and introduce some family and friends that are hopefully going to want to get more products from you. Yes. So it's a great way to get started. Yes. I do encourage, like you said, person, people who join just for the discount, I do encourage them to do the same thing, because like you said, like I tell them, like you want to establish even a small customer base, because then you don't have to have that pressure of, oh, I had to put my minimum amount in each month. You don't have to do that. If you have people ordering from you, at least, you know, one or two orders a month, even. So yes, that's always a good thing. Even if someone is not joining to work it as a full blown business, they can still establish a small customer base and get those reorders and see the benefits of even running just a very part-time hobby thing. So, <laughs> all right. So what are some things that you've done to improve your skills as a leader? Like what are things you've invested in, maybe trainings or books you've read or, you know, mindset shifts that you've had, like, what have you done to help you become a better leader? So I am a huge proponent of training and education and being a lifelong learner. So my husband makes fun of me all the time because he's like, are you seriously doing another class? That's cute. <laughs> I'm like, I love the classes. I learned so much. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I did hire uh, Gail Bates as a trainer 
She's amazing. I highly encourage anyone to uh, work with her if they have not. I also love Belinda Ellsworth because she's got so many like great tips, especially for new consultants on like getting systems in place and what steps to do next and doing things in order. And then I just, I love to read. So I've read a few different books. Um, one that I read not too long ago was The Slight Edge. Um, I'm reading now Atomic Habits. And then of course, um, just any other personal development books. I'm like a big fan of reading those because I really feel like a lot of this is just mindset and setting habits and doing the things that you know you need to do. Because I am like the queen of procrastination. And I have found that if I write it down, it gets done. If I don't write it down, it doesn't happen. Mm. So I have to write things down. And then like every day when I come into my office, I have my to-do list. And so I sit down and I write down, okay, these are the top priorities for today that have to happen. And then I try and schedule out, okay, these are the things that need to happen this week. These are the needs, the things that need to happen this month. And then I just slowly cross those off my list and I work through my list until I get things done. So that's great. I love that. And I think as moms too, we love education because it, we get to use our brain because <laughs> yes. we use our brain in different capacities when it comes to being a mom. And that just, that kind of like sucks your brain of all the, all the cells. And so I feel like say I've, I have the same feeling that I love education when I can get it, because it makes me feel like I'm using parts of my brain <laughs> that I don't use every day. And so that's a great benefit of direct sales and being in direct sales is that we get to, we get to use our brains. So yes, it's great. Definitely. Yeah. So I was just thinking about that. So when I was in high school, I was like a voracious reader. I, at any time I would have like six different books on my nightstand and I would be reading all six of them. Mm-hmm. And I somehow was able to keep track of which character was in which book and which plot line was happening in which book. And now I'm like, okay, I can concentrate on one book at a time. <laughs> And it takes months to get through. (laughs) I usually have to reread the paragraph before I, um, oh yeah, that's where I was in this book. (laughs) So it takes a lot longer now for me to read things, but I do still like to read. And I, I try and read for at least 15 minutes every day so that I'm challenging myself in that way. I love like puzzles and games and stuff too. So I like to play games to keep my mind sharp. And <laughs> I can always tell when it's been a while since I've done it. Cause I'm like, man, I used to be so much faster at oh, this. Yes. My brain is like decaying. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that 15 minutes a day. Cause that's easy that anybody can do. And it doesn't take tons of time out of our schedule. And so I love that you challenge yourself to do that. That's so great. Mm-hmm. So Marie, what advice would you give to someone listening? Who's wanting to grow their team with a strong foundation. So that way they know that they have a strong team. Well, first of all, in order to do that, you need to actually be, so there's a saying, you know, the speed of the leader is the speed of the pack. So I always feel like you need to be setting the example. If you want your team to be recruiting, you need to be recruiting because you can't just be telling people, oh, you need to go introduce five people to the business. If you're not introducing anyone to the business. So I always like to tell people, you know, at least talk to at least one or two people every day about the business, even if they don't join you, because it's a good habit to get into to just like, hey, you know, have you ever thought about doing something like this? I am a firm believer in direct sales. And even if people don't want to join my business, I really feel very strongly that there is a direct sales company out there for everybody. So I was so like, excited the other day, because a friend of mine, 
that I talked to about my business. She's like, no, that's not really for me. She just joined um, an activewear company. And I'm like, oh, that is like the perfect fit for her. Cause she's like a power lifter and she's really into like weightlifting and um, being very fit and athletic. And she's also a nutritionist. And I'm like, that is like the ideal business for you to get into. So I was so excited for her and so happy for her. And I really feel that there's a company like that out there for everybody. So like, I, I think I mentioned earlier, when my kids were little, I loved Usborne Books and More because I got all of their books for free. It was amazing. And they're both like avid readers now, especially mm -hmm. my son. So I think I mentioned he just graduated fourth grade mm -hmm. and they did their end of year testing. He's reading at the ninth grade level, wow. which wow. is amazing. Mm -hmm. My daughter's also above grade level, but not that many levels. <laughs> <laughs> but I attribute that to, you know, instilling in them that love of reading from an early age. And so I really feel that your team is the same. You know, you just have to instill that passion and instill that love um, in them so that they'll want to replicate that. So I always encourage people, I'm like, hey, whatever your favorite product is, go share that with five people and tell them why you love it and what's so amazing about it. And, you know, the first thing I always tell them, lead with your product because you're probably going to scare people away if you're like, oh, you should do this as a business. You're like, well, they don't, they don't even know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> so right. Share with them about the products first. And then that leads kind of like naturally into hosting or joining, but you have to start with something simple. That's not scary. So I tell them, you know, what do you love about the products? What made you fall in love with this company? Share that passion with people. And that's going to attract the people that want to get to know you and want to join you on this journey. So uh, my, my advice to new people is always to just start, mm -hmm. <laughs> even if it's just playing with what came in your kit and finding what your favorite thing is, just start, like, don't just let it sit collecting dust in the corner, take it out, open it, smell everything, you know, touch everything, play with everything. Like if it's a book, read it, get, to, get familiar with what it is that you're representing because then that knowledge is going to help you with everything else in your business. So I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> yes, it did. No, it was the perfect answer. No, I totally agree. Just do it. If you're listening and even if you've been in your company for a while and you're just not seeing the results, I guess that you want to see, or you're not at where not the, at the level that you want to be at, just restart yourself, jump back in, pretend it's a brand new business and just rediscover that passion that you had for your business when you first signed up first, that's totally answers the question for sure. So, and I agree, awesome. I feel like there is a company out there for everyone. Yep. <laughs> and I so always, I always tell people, I'm like, be the pig. I'm like, you know, imagine that you're having a farmer's breakfast and you know, the pig really committed to that breakfast with its <laughs> ham and eggs, but the chicken, the chicken contributed, the chicken was there, but man, that pig committed. So be the pig. <laughs> Oh, that is so funny. I've never heard it put that way before. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love that so much. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Marie. It was so wonderful getting to know you and chatting with you about your experience in direct sales. Thanks for being with us today. Oh, sure. Thanks for having me. I'd love to keep the conversation going and I'd love to get to know you better. Join our free community group, the Directly Different Collaborative over on Facebook. There, you will find like-minded friends from the direct sales industry, and you'll be able to ask questions and get feedback on the things you need help with. You'll find a link to the group in the show notes. One more thing. 
If you know of a person in the direct sales industry that you look up to and admire, and you've always wanted to just ask them all the questions, I would love to chat with them. Shoot me an email with their name at directlydifferent at gmail.com, and they could be a future guest on the podcast. Thanks, guys.